This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lost Art of Communication podcast. Today's very special guest is Dorit Palvanov. She is a mother, a wife, a nutritionist, a female-centric health coach, and we are so excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Dorit. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. So to start us off, would you mind telling us a little bit more about what you do? It sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. You must be very busy, have a lot going on. So tell us about what it is you do and how you found that that niche. Yes. So I love how you started with you must be very busy <laughs> because that was one of the reasons why I even start doing, started doing this work. Um, I didn't like to be busy. I didn't like to feel like my entire being is consumed with doing and doing and doing. And especially when I didn't find meaning in those things. So I come from a family of mostly women. Um, my mom had three daughters. I have three girls, my grandmothers, my aunties, like we are mostly women in our family. And so you would think that in a family that is so uh, rich in, you know, femininity and, and, and estrogen, <laughs> um, there will be some sort of education passed down or knowledge or wisdom passed down from mother to daughter. Now, there, of course, there was um, something, I mean, a lot of things passed down, the tradition, the culture and all that stuff. But what I really missed was um, just understanding, basic understanding of myself as a woman, as a female, and also my... Um, I mean, the thing we all as females have, and that is the menstrual cycle. So like, yeah, like you mentioned, Trisha, in the beginning, I am a registered holistic nutritionist. I started my career as a pediatric nutritionist, actually, um, because I, you know, I started having kids and I really struggled to not only feed them, but also feed them in a way that will be fun and easy. Um, and so I did that in the beginning and I, and I helped parents feed their kids. And then eventually I started noticing a trend where a lot of times it's almost like, it's almost like it was so clear to me to see that women, parents who struggled to feed their kids are themselves struggling with food on some level. And I realized that what am I doing? <laughs> you know, trying to fix the kids. The kids are not the problem. They're never the problem. And it's not to say that the parents are the problem. It's just that we, in order to heal the dynamics, you know, related to food in the home, um, we really have to like, look at it holistically. And it's like, you know, really being honest with it, uh, with ourselves. And very often that means to look at the mother and look at the father. I worked mostly with the mother, um, and just open up that, can of worms, you know, so many women struggled with food dysmorphia or emotional eating or just, you know, feeling like food is, was forced on them or they had to finish the plate. So a lot of like beliefs that they had 
you know, um, inherited from home. Um, and they were passing it down to the kids. And if we're not mindful about that, then, then it just, it just happens kind of like organically. And so that is how I started. And then eventually I shifted my whole practice to just support mothers. Um, and in my, my, my own journey, um, motherhood, and that's what happens to I think every single woman motherhood cracks you open so completely. It's like in the wearing of this new hat, there is so much detanglement and entanglement and, 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 um, birth and, and death and rebirth. And like, there is just so much in that has, is happening mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, and also physically. Um, once you be, once you transition from being single to becoming a mother and I struggled immensely. Um, I call that my burnout story. Um, and that's where I really longed for more education and just more wisdom from, you know, the women in my community. And I struggled, I really struggled. Um, and so I had to learn it, learn it myself. And that's how, you know, the female centric approach was born. And that's how I realized that, you know, all the books and all the health information that I was finding online most of it was written by men. And then the research that they are based, you know, the studies and the, and the scientific research that they are basing their premises upon were actually studies that were done on men, not women. And, and that is a lot of, I think a lot of women are confused about health as a result. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to like, I'm going to forget all of this, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. And I'm just going to go back to the source. And, and, and I, it's almost like a spiritual slash health journey for me because I did, um, view my journey as spiritual because I, I always had God or higher power at the back of my mind. I do believe in the story of creation. I believe that we were created by God and we were all created with a menstrual cycle. That's the, I think the one thing we all have in common. And so I had to learn, I wanted to learn. Um, and so everything I do now is based on the four phases of the menstrual cycle. I mean, everything you're saying is resonating so strongly with me because I personally am very much into nutrition. I'm very spiritual. I just always wanted to be a mother and excited for that season of my life when that happens. And so going off what you just said at the end, though, can you tell us a little bit more about what we need to know about our menstrual cycles and how we can use that to help us? Because Obviously, it's not something that we talk about very often. It's kind of this taboo thing, and it's just seen in a very negative way. So can you talk to us a little bit more about those phases? Absolutely. And I love that you said that sometimes it can be viewed in a negative way. I love that. I'm going to start with that. So (laughs) um, I just had a conversation with a mama who told me, Dorit, why on earth uh, um, am I, would I, set up my entire life in align in alignment with the thing I hate so much. Like I hate menstruating. It's, it bothers me. It's a nuisance, you know, it's a curse. And this is where as women, we really need to kind of like stop, slow down 
and be honest with what is going on. Because go moving through life, especially as you get older, <laughs> those are things you cannot ignore. I mean, you can live your whole life kind of pretending that it's not there. And, you know, I mean, you can see it on the, in, you know, in the media, um, in the commercials that they're trying to portray menstruation as something that don't worry. Oh, here, you know, use this Tampax or use this, you know, menstrual pad and you'll never see it. You won't see it on your pants. You can still wear white pants. Like, yes, that's fine. But, or, or actually the worst case that I see in my practice is women who are completely altogether choosing to opt out of menstruation altogether. So they use uh, hormonal birth controls. They use the hormonal IUD because I understand that life seems easier without it. But at the same time, what we need to understand is that a healthy female is a, has a healthy ovulation, right? So a woman who isn't ovulating naturally by the body is just going to be manifesting symptoms that very, you know, if you don't understand exactly, if you're not on very close terms with your body, and this is where communication, I think, comes in, um, it's, it's really difficult to take care for yourself and, and, for, and to advocate for yourself and ask um, and to get the right, quote unquote, treatment plan. Um, the, the, the thing that I advocate so much for is to always to under to begin developing a almost like a stewardship relationship with your with yourself where you are learning about your hormones you're learning about your menstrual cycle you're learning about sex hormones you're learning how to eat in alignment with the cycle how to move in alignment with the cycle how to socialize in alignment with the cycle you're learning the whole spiritual aspect behind it and I'm going to cover the four phases just in a minute but when this happens, what you're doing is you are learning a new language. And that language is the language of your body. So then whenever a symptom hits, and symptoms happen all the time, this is how our bodies communicate. And we, our jobs is to be almost like a translator and, a, you know, to decipher what is it that our body is asking of us. So it can start from debilitating menstrual pain and, and cramp and cramping, um, which could be, and, and, you know, it could, 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 the source could be many different things, but let's say it could be just because let's say you, you really, really are hating your job and that could be manifesting you know, your body is asking something of you, or it could be acne where, you know, your liver, liver is struggling and you need to do some liver detox, right? So, how are you going to be able to take care of yourself when you have very limited, first of all, education and also um, connection with, with your body, right? And to me, this is so important because I have three daughters and more than anything, I want to pass on to them this level of understanding and that's that this level of reverence of themselves and the female body um so to me it, it this is like where it all begins um and so the female 
it, it really is very sim- simple. The female cycle is made up of four distinct phases. We are taught to believe that the menstrual cycle is the main event, but actually it's not true. The main event is ovulation. I mean, if you think about it, that's the purpose of the cycle to begin with, right? Like you, it's to get you pregnant. Whether you want to conceive or not, the, a healthy female needs to be you know, you must be ovulating um, because then it means, as um, you know, if you're thinking about us uh, in contrast to men, we have ovaries and they don't. <laughs> so I found myself, I remember, um, so my husband can eat anything. He can, you know, like he can just move through life doing whatever he wants to do and he'll always be the same. <laughs> but I am got my body is going to respond, you know, whether it is, especially if you have sensitivities and, and intolerances, whether it is gluten or alcohol or sugar, my body responds. His body is like, whatever, like he's fine, right? He's fine. And in so many cases, that's what we are finding. And to me, it happened, especially, you know, after we got married and we started living together because it was so clear to me. And I even, um, I like how you said a lot of us kind of like don't like the fact that we menstruating. For me, it didn't start like that. For me, it started like, oh my gosh, if I really think about it, look at it, look at him. It's so much easier to be a man. Like, it's just so much easier like, why was I born a female, right? And so I would like, this was in the back of my mind. And I think every single woman has that, whether we're honest with ourselves or not. So it's important to understand that as females, we are not cursed. We're actually so freaking blessed, but we just don't know how, and we don't know why, and we don't know how to use it. So let's talk about that. So the four, so the menstrual cycle, like I said, is built up of four phases, the follicular phase, ovulatory phase, luteal phase, and menstruation. So menstruation is actually where it all culminates. It's not where it all begins. It all begins in the follicular phase where the body is preparing a follicle to to be ready to be inseminated. And and that is the follicular phase is is a transitional period between menstruation and ovulation. So if you think about menstruation and ovulation kind of like opposing each other the follicular phase is going to be on you know on one of the sides and 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 that is the transition so the transition is from low estrogen to the highest estrogen that it's going to be in the month so your estrogen is going to be the highest when you ovulate progesterone is going to be the lowest when you when you menstruate Sorry, when you ovulate, that's what I meant to say. When you men, when you ovulate, so basically the the follicular phase is going to move you, and 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 in terms of um, I like to break down the cycle to to roughly a week at a time. Uh, let's say menstruation, it's not really a week. It's let's say five days. So follicular phase starts at around day six. And oh, by the way, I want to mention the fact that I'm talking about a regular. Um, average cycle of 28 days if however your menstrual cycle is shorter than that or or longer than that as long as it is regular meaning it consistently repeats at you know plus minus you know at the same time every month that is considered to be a healthy normal regular cycle 
If, however, you are all over the place, you know, you get your period and then it disappears for like a month or two um, and then it comes back and it's painful and then disappears again. That is, again, this is a language and, and your body is communicating with you that something is really wrong with hormone with your hormones and so this is something you need to look at and in most cases when you go to the doctor they will say okay here's a birth control pill it's going to stabilize i'm using air quotes is going to stabilize your hormone your menstrual cycle but actually it's not and it won't because what it will do the blood the the, the bleeding that you will be seeing every 28 days it is not real blood it is simulated and the ovulate and and the whole reason this is synthetic is because you are not having real ovulation your ovulation is suppressed and so the bleed the the, the withdrawal bleed that you get every month it's not real it's just you know withdrawal bleed um and so 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 ovulatory so um the follicular phase is going to be day six of your cycle and then we're moving into the ovulatory phase now in terms of energy the ovulatory phase is when you are going to be at your best right again language if you don't feel at your best in ovulation something needs it needs to be looked at i remember i struggled with it immensely i actually felt my best in menstruation and my worst during ovulation and i struggled with acne my entire life so i knew that i had a hormonal imbalance and and slowly with time you know with different practices that i practiced um and i incorporated into my life i was able to to slowly heal but this is again this is the language <laughs> and and so in ovulation if you think about the the four phases in terms of seasons that is going to correspond to the summer so it's everything is in full bloom this is when you are super magnetic and fun and you have the most energy during this time of the month because if you think about it you are primed for conception and again whether you want to conceive or not this is when your body is going to create hormones called pheromones to attract a mate. And um, if you are in a long-term relationship with the same person, then this person would feel it. It's like there is some the magnetism about you that just happens. You might be putting down your hair, putting on some makeup, using, you know, putting on some jewelry, um, choosing brighter colors, wearing high heels, you know, wear, dressing more feminine. And in terms of energy, you're just more forgiving and kinder and loving, right? So this is the energy of the ovulatory phase. And then, <laughs> and then something happens. And ladies, we need to understand that this is normal. So around somewhere around day 1920 could be before could be a little bit later it happens like almost like an overnight switch that you turn from this mary poppins and you become this corella de Ville, almost an overnight almost overnight it's like you know you're, you you we become like irritable aggressive short uh, you know to the point um we, we don't want to engage. We, we, we want to keep it short. You know, we kind of like 
repel people from us. And the reason it happens is because remember estrogen that was at its highest during ovulation. Now it's starting to drop. So in the next phase after ovulation, that is the luteal phase. That is when if um, so estrogen is, so what's happening, estrogen is starting to drop, but progesterone is starting to rise up and progesterone can rise for two reasons. You're either going to get your period very soon or you're pregnant. So progesterone has a thermal effect on the body, meaning it makes, it, it raises the temperature of your body. And so what's interesting is that the way it feels in our body is it feels like we, we just like, we just want to hide. And I remember for years and years and years without even understanding intuitively, what am I doing? I just wanted to physically close the door of my bedroom and just not be, you know, not be touched. Don't nobody touch me. Nobody irritate me. Nobody ask things off me. And for those of you who are raising little kids or kids uh, and are married, in a relationship, you know how difficult this is because this means that now so many times I ask myself, what's wrong with me? Like just yesterday I was so nice. And today I'm just like, you know, not a nice person. So what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I be stable? And the ups and the downs and the ups and the down in the female experience, again, normal. And when you understand why and why it's happening, then you give yourself permission to step into the next level, which is like, oh, okay, I get it. This is what's happening to me energetically. Now it just makes sense to organize my life in alignment with that. I mean, for me, I realized why am I schedule my scheduling my kids' birthday parties on my menstrual time? Like I'm that's so dumb. I'm going to wait until I'm in ovulation. I mean, who cares a few days to wait, right? Or, you know, I could wait until I'm in my follicular phase or in my uh, ovulatory phase. But that's when I'm going to schedule this stuff, right? The, and the contrary is true also. If you know that you have such low energy that you're like barely dragging and I know myself that I need to nap during the day. I need a midday nap when I get into my... Um, luteal phase and all the way through menstruation so then I'm going to ask my husband to be more involved with the kids I'm going to get my mom involved I'm going to get my in-laws involved I'm going to get my neighbor's friends involved right this is when you are really like stepping into it's a process of reclamation really right so there's no more shame and guilt like all this nonsense where, where we are wasting so much of our life force energy proving to the world that we can do it all so the truth is that you can have it all just not all at the same time okay so really understanding that and then and then and then reverse engineering and 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 designing your life in alignment with that and that is true with regards to your mom life with regards to your relationship, your marriage, your work life, even the way you move your body, the way you eat during the cycle, all of those things, they change. And to me, this is the most sustainable way to live as a woman. There is nothing else because this is not a food dogma. This is not 
uh, you know, some technique that somebody invented. This is something that we've each and every one of us has been given this by the creator. Okay. This is why I, I believe that this is something that I can fully trust and just go full in. It's never going to, ch- I mean, it will change eventually, eventually, but even then I know what to do. But the, the thing, the, the, the truth is that this is like, this is it. And I know my daughters will have it for sure. <laughs> you know, hopefully they will have a healthier, healthy menstrual cycle. And if not, I know what to do because I've learned that a, a healthy woman must have a healthy menstrual cycle. And if not, again, it's a communicate, it's a, it's a, it's a language and, and, you know, you, you learn, you learn what, what to do and how to take care of your, of yourself. I really like this so much. Sorry, I'm really quiet over here because I'm thinking a lot. I'm actually going through my own journey right now of figuring out birth control and how to, you know, figure all that out. So I'm actually very interested in talking about you, talking to you off the podcast too. Um, But in regards to what you're talking about now, it's super interesting because Trish and I speak a lot on the podcast about how being feminine and being a woman sometimes we feel like we have to mask it and we have to match what the male perspective mm-hmm. wants us to be and how to be more masculine. Mm-hmm. And this is resonating really closely with me right now because men don't have menstrual cycles. And so we have to, we've been taught to hide it and suppress it and not notice it and ignore it and basically act masculine like we don't have one and not tune into it like you're saying and use it to further ourselves and our relationships and how we're functioning through life. So we talk a lot about too tuning into ourselves. And this is just another aspect of learning about yourself and tuning into what makes you tick and what is going to help you be the best version of yourself. Totally. It is so true. And you know what you're actually tapping into? Have you guys seen the movie Cuties on Netflix? Okay, you guys, highly recommend you guys to watch it. Please do not watch it with children around. <laughs> it is a movie for women who, um, I think it's really important. It's a very difficult film. Um, it's a woman about uh, the, sexu- the, the topic of the sexual- sexualization of little girls uh, due to the media and social media. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because in the film, you see how these girls, they are acting very, very sexual because they believe that this is how, what, what is expected of them. But here's where the kick is. And I think they've, they've done a really good job in the movie of showing that it has nothing to do with men. And where they're learning this is actually from other women who are acting very, very sexual and, you know, the, I mean, I don't want to mention names, but artists, um, you know, rappers, um, who use very, um, masculine language, very, um, language that degrades and disempowers women. And this is what our children are exposed to. Right. And so I, I want women to understand that it's not men who, disempower us it is actually women who do though who do so it is women who perpetuate patriarchy more than any men patriarchy is not the hatred of men 
patriarchy is a system of oppression. And um, I seen, I had seen it, I've witnessed it in my own journey, you know, I, I, growing up as a woman, I had heard the things that my mom, you know, recommended to me. My mom's biggest blessing was, may you find a good husband. <laughs> and, you know, although this is great and wonderful, and I'm so grateful for having a mother who would bless me with such, you know, an amazing blessing. Um, I never was blessed to, you know, to have a career and to go after my dreams and to just, you know, to take care of myself. That in my family was like, that's like the most selfish thing you can do. You are, I was taught to be a wife and a mother and like, you can do something on the side, but that is your thing. And I felt squandered. I felt like my voice was encouraged to be, it's like my song was encouraged to never be sung. Um, and, and I know that women live with this every single, like all around the world. You know, even in Western cultures, uh, women struggle with this kind of, um, you know, beliefs. And this is really a belief that we have coming from, from our roots. Yeah. I want to touch on what you said about it feeling selfish, because I think that's something that a lot of women and people in general struggle with is the idea that self-care is somehow selfish. And it's so important, everything you're saying to remind us that self-care is actually the most selfless thing you can do, because especially if you're a mother and you're working and you're a wife and you're doing all these things, you cannot fill or give from an empty cup. And so if you're not taking care of yourself first, you're going to be less for your children. You're going to be less for your friends, for your coworkers. And so that's something I've been thinking about a lot personally lately and how it's, it's not selfish at all to take care of yourself and to get in touch with your body and understand how your cycle is working and know what works for you. So something I want to ask though, because Obviously, not everyone in the world is on the same page with understanding the cycles of menstruation. How would you suggest, and I'm going to angle this a little specifically towards women who are working, because I think if you're communicating with your husband or your family, it's a little easier to say, here are my needs. But how would you suggest a woman in the workplace communicate to her boss, for example, hey, I'd rather not give the, that presentation <laughs> during my luteal phase. It'd be way better if I did it in ovulation. Like, how do you suggest yeah. communicating? <laughs> That's a, such a great question. Um, okay. So first of all, as women, we need to understand that this is a process. When I work with a woman, there's a reason why I take her on a journey of at least six months because it takes time for our menstrual cycle to respond. Here's something really interesting I noticed, and you guys think about your own cycles for a second. When, when coronavirus just hit uh, six months ago, my menstrual cycle about two, three months after was complete, went completely haywire. Um, I didn't have my bleed for 58 days and I am regular. I'm somebody who I've always been regular. And, and I started asking, you know, my clients and women in my community, everybody, everybody had something. So what we need to understand is 
menstrual our menstrual cycles cycles for sure respond to to stress and it means not only to stress our menstrual cycles respond are responsive to our life and it just takes some time but it, what is important to understand it, it takes about a window of between two to three months for our body to respond to something now when i take a woman on a journey of let's say healing from a burnout then in the beginning all we do is we just practice that system so in the beginning it has like in the beginning you're just going to continue the way you continued at work right you cannot change your entire life in like one or two months it takes time so we start with the basics and for me the basics are eating in alignment with your cycle so first you're going to start paying attention to the food that you eat to your illumination you know if you poop and if you're pooping every day if you're constipated we're going to look at your skin and then we're going to parallel that with your levels of stress where are you stressed like how are do you are you in a good relationship are you in a healthy relationship do you feel respected and supported at home you know how do you feel about um, I don't know your mother-in-law? Like because all of those things, the, the the levels of stress. What's happening is that your hypothalamus is listening all these thoughts and it's responding to you by sending these hormonal messages all through the body. So it's important to also be kind of like on good terms with your thinking mind, right? With the way you think and w- with your beliefs um because they also your body is responding to that as well so what i recommend is in the beginning we're just going to do food nutrition movement is the next then we're going to shift into moving your body in alignment with your cycle and over the over over you know this period of time it takes about 6 months for me to see a woman's energy really coming back then and only then can you tackle something like what you asked about Trisha Mm -hmm. um then and it's not about completely taking you know two three days off when you menstruate although that's amazing if you can do that please go ahead and do it um but the majority of us are still working we have families we have responsibilities you know it's not about you know just like sorry, I'm Mm -hmm. checking out of life. No, all I'm asking for is to just practice it. Just practice 1% of it. That's it. So if it means if you have control over your schedule at work, right, um, then be mindful of it. Start tracking your cycle day, you know, month in, month out. And if you know that the presentation is coming up and you, or you need to present something, don't choose your, your period time or your, your luteal phase, pick a date that is going to be either in the follicular phase or in ovulatory phase. If you have that control and the majority of us, we do, we do, right? When we begin this process of reclamation, we see how much control we actually do have over life we are not you know just like a leaf that is being you know drifted in the air no we are in control and and then the other part of it is yes um you know increasing that level of confidence in facing and confronting your boss and saying boss (laughs) you know um this 
you know, I love working here. Uh, you're going to love sandwiches. I'm sure you guys are familiar <laughs> with that, right? So I, I love working here. I, you know, I feel really supported here. I feel really uh, fulfilled in this career. Thank you so much. Uh, and there's something I want to talk to you about, you know, this schedule doesn't work for me anymore and it needs to change. Right. So if you come at it like that, respectful and yet firm, it's very hard for me to believe, you know, if it's a good boss who values you, you know, at this, in this work, in this career or in this workplace, um, very, very unlikely that they will not, you know, accommodate you. Um, now it, you know, some, I have worked with women who were, you know, because they learned how to reclaim their own power and, and, and femininity and, and then communicated with, you know, their bosses and uh, in the workplace, they've asked to work from home during that period of time. So it's not like I'm saying I don't want to work. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, you know, asking for, um, just, you know, a different type of schedule, you know, so that I don't have to waste my energy, you know, in traffic or, um, you know, um, and I think when you, the really key here, the, the key here, ladies is to understand when you reclaim and own your power, everybody around you will do the same. It doesn't work the other way around. And I'm telling you that this is already working. I mean, just last year before this, um, the, the pandemic hit, my husband and I, we visited a really high end, um, are you familiar with the website Shopify? Yes. Okay. So my husband and I, we visited uh, them, their headquarters in downtown Toronto. And I was so pleasantly surprised when I entered the bathroom, um, they had all the like fe feminine, um, uh, what's, oh my gosh, um, products. products. Yes. <laughs> Feminine products all laid out the tampons and the, the, all the menstrual stuff, all the, all the pads and, and, and oh my gosh, there was so much. And I was just so pleasantly relieved because what that means is that in the work workplace, they respect us and they respect our bodies and they want to support us. And, and like I said before, you know, it, it, that level of respect and reverence we can only get when we respect ourselves. It's never going to happen the other way around. Don't expect your boss to say, you know what? You're a female, you're a female. How can I support you as a, it's never going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It, it, it will always happen the other way, right? It's almost, it's not that we have to fight for our rights. That's not where I'm going with this. I always say I'm a, fe I'm feminine, not feminist. <laughs> it's not about fighting. It's about communicating, right? That's what it means. Um, there is something that you need. Please ask for it. Why do we believe that, that, you know, um, asking for our needs is selfish or why do we believe that it's mean or why do we believe like we are a burden? It's nonsense. That's nonsense. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is the, the complete opposite of being confident. And I am not familiar with any boss who, you know, if, if they value you at, at your workplace, who would say no to that? If they mm -hmm. value you and they want you to stay then they will accommodate. Maybe it means, you know, you will ask to work from home. Or maybe it means that you will have just a shorter day. 
you have to come up with it with whatever schedule, you know, whatever arrangement works for you. But the idea is that when you choose yourself, the world will respond. I promise. I've seen it over and over again with my clients. I love that. And so in a larger point of that, I think in general, when we're asking for accommodations, particularly in the workplace, it's always helpful if we present the solution instead of going to our boss saying, hey, help me. And like, okay, I have a million things to do and a million people to think about. What do you want me to do? It's always helpful if we know ourselves well enough to say, hey, this specific solution would be great for me. Can we do this? So tell us about your get to know yourself audio training. What can people expect from that? And what's that all about? Yes. So what we were, what we've been talking about today is really this process. And I've used this word many times, it's a process of reclamation. It's really a process of getting to know yourself. If you think about it, because this is not something that unfortunately in many in in most cases this is not something that is being passed down from mother to daughter and this is my vision this is my my biggest uh, aspiration i want this information to be passed down from mother to daughter uh, across generations and so the way we begin is by getting to know ourselves this is the first you know step so this training is called get to know yourself period pun intended Uh So you'll learn about the four phases of your cycle um, in greater detail than what I mentioned today. You'll learn about your energy. You will meet two of my clients, uh, Kimberly and Melissa, and you'll see, you'll hear their stories and how they you know, work with these cycles uh, and with the phases. And then you will be introduced to one of my most powerful tools that I work, uh, that I use in my work with women, which is called the female daily tracking sheet. And that is working with the six female, uh, markers. And so the word female is actually an acronym. So the first F stands for food. The E stands for emotion. The M stands for menstrual cycle. The A stands for at rest. So you're going to be tracking your sleep. The L stands for libido and the last E stands for elimination. So as a woman, you have to be top, like these six female markers have to be top of mind every single day. And that is the process. This is how it begins day in, day out. You're going to be, you know, kind of like, this is like your report card daily so that you're not confused as to why am I so moody? Why am I so hectic? Why am I so up and down? Why am I not nice to the kids? Why am I, you know, why did I have this outburst at work today? All of those things are explainable. They have a reason. And when you understand what is happening, then you have the framework and the context to apologize or to explain yourself or to even understand yourself much better. So this is where it all begins. Uh, the link to that is www.doritpalvanov.com forward slash get to know yourself. Um, and this is, you know, this is where you begin. This is where you begin your process of reclamation. That's amazing. This is exactly, yeah, this is exactly what we talk about so much on the podcast is it all starts with it with within. We can't communicate with others. We can't better our own relationships with others until we figure out what we need and what is going on in our own body. And I love that acronym. I've never thought of all of those pieces being a 
cog, all those cogs in the wheel that make us, you know, function. So I love that a lot. And we'll link all of the resources that you're sharing in our show notes. So our listeners can find them pretty easily. So you've given us so many great tips and takeaways, but we like to end every episode with if there was one thing that people could do to improve either their communication or in this case, improve their lives in general, what would you recommend? Get to know your cycle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Because everything starts from there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really like, I do want to point out, I know off the air, we talked about, um, Dorit, you asked us, who is your podcast typically geared towards? And I want to let listeners know that this isn't just for women. This is also for men too, to understand what's going on in our bodies too. This is an episode for everybody. So share it with not just your female friends, but your male friends, your partners. I think that would be so educational for everybody. Men love frameworks. They love, they love understanding, Mm. they love consistency because men are, this is another thing that in this process of reclamation and understanding myself, I had to learn to understand men because I've I've chosen to live Mm. with with a man, right? And what's interesting is that men respond to women. This is, this is so cool, right? Men respond Mm. to women, not the other way around. And so when we understand that, then we, we need to give them grace because men are single focused. They need to focus on one thing at a time versus women. We have a diffuse awareness, meaning we can like be all over the place all at once. And, and we need to, we needed to have that so so that we could survive. You know, we needed to be able to take care of our offspring and to be able to make sure that there is, you know, food for, for the village and, and to take care of our elders. Like we need to be able to juggle you know, a lot of things and men appreciate frameworks. Like, tell me what's happening and let's show me how it's consistent and then I'll support you. And men want to support us. Right. So again, even us being supported by men in our lives, it's also up to us. I love that. And yes, if you are a man that is stuck around to the end of this episode, hopefully this will help you better understand the women in your life so you can support them as well. Thank you so much, Dorit. We will link everything in the show notes, but please, we encourage all of our listeners to go check her out. Is there anywhere else our listeners can find you besides with that audio recording that you mentioned? So you can find me on my website, www.doritpalvinov.com. My favorite place to connect with people is Instagram. So my handle is at Dorit Palvinov Coaching. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm all over the place, but my favorite platform is Instagram. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here. That's so much fun. 